Greetings, my brothers and sisters. Is Israel on the brink of a wider conflict? Many people think they are. With Hezbollah and Iran all riled up, we'll talk about that. We'll get to some other news headlines, some comments of the day, and we'll hang out. My name is Tom. You're watching the Watchman River channel. And as I do every single day, I'll remind you I'm not a prophet. I'm not a pastor, and I'm not even a great teacher. I'm just a dude that loves the Lord. I really love talking about the Lord, and I love hanging out with you guys. So get comfortable. Grab yourself something to eat and drink. Maybe you want coffee or tea. Ooh, have some grape soda and a chicken ranch sandwich. Or grab whatever it is that you like to eat and drink when you're hanging out with an old friend and a fellow servant of the Lord. Let's get busy. So before we get to news... Let's read some verses about praise, okay? Isaiah 25, verse 1. Oh Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Oh, we serve a good, good God. We do. Let's go to Psalm 150, verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 63, verse 3 and 4. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus, I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. It's beautiful, isn't it? I only lift up my hands to Jesus. I only open my arms to Jesus. I don't let anything else in. Just Jesus. Psalm 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart um, greatly rejoices and with my song, I will praise him. How great is that? Psalm 103, verse one, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. I love praise verses. I just love them. Uh, Psalm 34, verse one. I will bless the Lord at all times. When? At all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalm 71, verse 8. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Sometimes when you're in a really dark place, and you're really struggling, I will challenge you on those days. Praise, praise, praise the Lord. Isaiah 12, verse 4, And in that day you will say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his deeds among the peoples. Make mention that his name is exalted. Let's do one more. Psalm 108, verse 3. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples, and I will sing praises to you among the nations. Those are great verses, aren't they? We serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords paid for our sins with his blood and there's nothing more beautiful than knowing Jesus there's nothing better than knowing Jesus all right let's look at some news headlines I'm not feeling great today <clears throat> woke up with a I don't know pretty high fever but I took some meds and I took some honey and garlic and uh, all kinds of stuff ginger tea so I'm not doing too bad. 
Uh, Israel and Hezbollah are on the brink of a wider war after a week of threats and attacks. In many ways, it feels as though Israel and Hezbollah had been at war for months already. Almost constant daily artillery and missile fire across the border with Lebanon has left dozens of soldiers and civilians dead on both sides. More than 80,000 Israeli civilians within range of the fighting have been uprooted from their homes and recent drone strikes in Hezbollah's heartland of southern Beirut has pushed the temperature of the conflict to the boiling point. It really is to the boiling point. You know, they, uh, Hezbollah and Iran are really not happy with what's going on. And I don't know if it's going to escalate. I don't know if this war is going to finish with the Gaza Strip. And perhaps they declare peace and safety. Or if this just revs up with these other fronts. It's just an interesting time to be here. We're, we're in the final days. Paul said he wouldn't have to write to us regarding the times and seasons. We would know. We're children of the light. We're children of the day. We would know when we are in the last days. And we are in the last days. This is from 7 Israel National News. Nasrallah warns Israel the response is inevitably coming. Hezbollah leader warns his group will respond swiftly on the battlefield to the killing of the Hamas deputy leader in Lebanon. Yep, they, uh, there's a lot of threats, a lot of threats. I heard, <coughs> excuse me, I heard that, um, that this morning, I couldn't verify it, so I didn't really want to get into it too much, but I heard that they actually, Hezbollah has actually gone a couple kilometers north. They're not so much right on the border with Israel. So that's interesting, especially right after his threatening speech, but... I can't verify that yet. This is from Israel Radar. Israel enters a tense weekend. Hezbollah and Iran promise revenge. The IDF deployed in force across the northern border. A major attack will be met with strong Israeli response and possibly trigger large conflict. Will Nasrallah take a big risk? We'll find out soon. We're just watching it day to day, keeping our eyes on it and see where it goes. This is from Israel Today. And this was a couple hours before I hit record. Hezbollah today has fired more than 40 missiles and mortars at border communities across northern Israel. Widespread damage has been reported, but no injuries. Most of the towns and villages have been evacuated for months. Hezbollah says the assault is the initial response to the assassination of Hamas leader Salah al-Aruri in Beirut last week. So that's happening right now as we speak. Uh, Maersk says to avoid the Red Sea for foreseeable future. That big shipping company. Shipping giant Maersk said Friday that it would divert all vessels around Africa instead of using the Red Sea and the Suez Canal for the foreseeable future after Yemeni rebels attacked its merchant ships. This is still going on. The Danish company cited the highly volatile situation and noted that the security risk remains high. We have therefore decided that all Maersk vessels due to transit the Red Sea Gulf of Aden will be diverted south around the Cape of Good Hope for the foreseeable future. There you go. Also, this was yesterday this happened. This is from Harbinger's Daily. The USS Dwight D. Eisenhower nuclear aircraft carrier enters the Red Sea. 
an American nuclear-powered aircraft carrier, USS Dwight D. Eisenhower, is in the Red Sea, U.S. Naval Institute reported on Friday. The deployment is said to be a part of Washington's effort to prevent the Iran-backed Houthis attack on vessels in the area. The USS Dwight D. Eisenhower, the flagship of the Dwight D. Eisenhower Carrier Strike Group, is in the Red Sea as part of U.S. efforts to prevent Houthi attacks. Wars and rumors of wars, right? Do we see them every day or what? This is terrible. <coughs> Excuse me. This is terrible. From Nigeria. Uh, more than 41 Christians were massacred in the last 24 hours by Islamist Fulani militia in the Kaduna state. So more than 41 Christians. And this is from Israel News. It says, where is the UN? Where are the human rights organizations? Yeah, you're not going to hear too much about that. Horrible. Pray for those families of those people. Uh, weather stuff. Lower Saxony battles severe flooding. There's a lot of flooding going on in Europe, in Germany and France. But this is in Germany. Severe flooding is affecting parts of Germany again after record-breaking December rains with Lower Saxony facing the brunt of the deluge and emergency services, including the armed forces, responding to the crisis. Yeah, I saw some video that was nutty. Also, earthquake. Los Angeles yesterday. Magnitude 4.2 earthquake in the mountains east of L.A. shakes parts of Southern California. I first heard about this from you guys, people that live there, who said you really woke up to some loud quaking and shaking. So I hope you guys are all right. In the last 24 hours, there have been 42 earthquakes over 4.0 and 5 over 5.0. So there you go. You know what happened last night? I don't know if you heard about this. I saw a video of it. It's just incredible. Alaska Airlines flight made an emergency landing after a pressure issue. It wasn't just a pressure issue. An Alaska Airlines flight with 177 people on board made an emergency landing in the U.S. state of Oregon on Friday, the airline said, with passengers reporting a plane window panel blown out after takeoff. Flight 1282 took off from Portland International Airport around 5 p.m., before returning safely after the crew reported a pressurization issue the Federal Aviation Administration wrote on X. Images posted on social media showed the window panel of a plane blown out. It Literally, they were in the sky. And it wasn't just the window. It was like a panel of the plane just blew out. And this plane was like three weeks old. It's a brand new plane. Kyle Rinker, a passenger on the flight, told CNN that a window popped off soon after takeoff. It was really abrupt. Just got to altitude and the window wall just popped off and didn't notice it until the oxygen mask came off, he told the broadcaster. Another passenger, Vi Nagayan, told the New York Times that a loud noise during the flight had woken her up. I opened my eyes and the first thing I see is the oxygen mask right in front of me, she told the newspaper. And I look to the left, and the wall on the side of the plane is gone. That must have been some, uh, I bet you some people that haven't prayed in a long time were praying in there. Can you imagine? But they all got off safe. Praise God. All right. Uh, what else? I don't have Clown World news today because I don't feel good, and I just couldn't really find any. 
today. So I'm going to get to comments of the day. Okay. Let's get to Troy. Troy Weaver. Here we go. Hey, Tom, what do you think about what happened in Miami? You guys heard about this. The Nephilim. The, the, they, they say that they saw... Oh, how do I explain this? I, I did quite a bit of research on it. But in Miami, they say that there were seven to ten foot Nephilim. And two people on TikTok claim that, you know, they had these, these Nephilim were walking around. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So I looked into it. And all I could find were two very blurry videos. And, and it's weird. The whole thing's weird. Because what happened was... The police are saying that there was unruly teenagers there. So they showed up. But like hundreds of police cars showed up. So that's a little fishy, you know, for some unruly kids. And then so they're showing these tons of police cars there. And then they're saying that Nephilim were walking around. These these 7 to 10 foot demonic Nephilim were walking around. But the reason I'm not totally buying it is like, come on, everybody's got a cell phone nowadays. And nobody, nobody's come forward with footage of this except for very blurry footage from above. So that's why I didn't really bring it up the last couple days. I just, I'm not, you know, I just, I'm not really buying it as of yet. Something weird happened there, but we live in clown world. So something weird happens every day, but I'm just not buying it. Oh, I'm so not feeling good right now. All right. <laughs> Brother Mike. I just want to say to anyone who goes through tough times right now that Jesus is always with you and he will never abandon you. He is always present. Even when everything seems lost, we will all be together soon, family, with our Lord. Oh, thank you for that. That encourages me, Mike. Thank you. Suzanne, let's all keep our focus on Jesus, the lover of our soul. Remember what happened to Peter when his focus changed from Jesus to the wind and the waves. Peter started to sink, but Jesus reached out and lifted him. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen, Suzanne. Thank you for that. Thank you. All right, let's do a testimony of the day. This is Melanie. It was March of 2020, and I had just dropped off supplies to my elderly parents. They were afraid for me to come inside, but I wore a mask and wiped down everything with Clorox wipes, hoping I wouldn't get them sick. I was anxious and worried, which was exactly what the news wanted us to feel. I have to say, I believed in Jesus up until then, but I was not a good person. I broke all the commandments. I lived for the flesh. So I believed, but I didn't know him. When I broke down on my porch after I got home, I was at rock bottom, crying, anxiety attack, and not trusting what the media was telling us. I cried out, Jesus, please just show me the truth. At that very moment, I felt a warm sensation in my chest area that flowed down my arms that I can only describe as feeling like a warm hug from within. Brothers and sisters, I immediately felt peace, love, and a sense that everything was going to be okay. But he also filled me with the truth and the knowledge at that moment. Knowledge that I belonged to him, that he loved me, and that he will always be there. And, and always had been there. Ever since the day that Jesus hugged me, I've been able to decipher the truth from propaganda. It was like a switch had gone off inside. I no longer drink liquor or do drugs. My life has changed so much, all because of our Lord and Savior, the King of Kings. God bless you all, family, and I will meet you in the clouds. 
That was beautiful, Melanie. Thank you. Thank you for that. Let's talk about the gospel for a few minutes, okay? All right. Let's talk about what Jesus did. All right. I'm going to first give you the gospel in four simple verses. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse one through four. Brothers, I declare to you the gospel, which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand by which also you are saved. If you hold fast that word, which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Right there, Christ died for our sins, he was buried, and he rose again the third day. He saved us. He rescued us from our sins with his blood. Don't ever leave the blood out of the salvation message. We have been rescued by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We are saved by grace, which is an unearned gift through faith in Jesus. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Yeah, it's not works. Works come when you have the indwelling Holy Spirit. And it's fruit of the Spirit. It's it's a beautiful thing. But you're not doing it thinking, I'm doing this because I have to do my part to get saved. It's like, you're wasting your time. You can't do anything to get saved except trust in the one who died for you and shed that blood and his finished work, Jesus. That's how you're saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's all Jesus. It's only Jesus. It's all Jesus. That's how we're saved. We can't do anything to add to it. I love this one about legalism and keeping the law. Galatians 5.4 you have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. You can't be justified by the law. The law was nailed to the cross with Jesus. He fulfilled it perfectly. Now we trust in him. He gave us, he took our sins and gave us his righteousness. It's incredible. It's the greatest love story that's ever been told that the King of Kings and Lord of Lords would die for our sins, to pay for our sins with blood. Serious payment. He bought the whole field to get the treasure out of it. So all we have to do is admit we're a sinner because, you know, if you don't think you're a sinner, then you don't need payments for your sins. But we all know we're sinners. But we admit we're a sinner, and then we go to Jesus and say, forgive me of these sins, I believe in the power of your blood that it will wash me white as snow. And I believe in your finished work on the cross. And when you do that, you're saved. You're born again. You're rapture ready. He won't let you out of the palm of his hand. It's beautiful, but I, I then I have to say the flip side. That if you hear this message and you're like, I just don't want to do that. I don't, I don't need it. 
you're playing with eternity. You will face Jesus on Judgment Day. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Can you imagine being face to face with Jesus on Judgment Day and your sins are showing because you didn't want the payment? You just said, nope, I reject that. And now you're standing before him and he says, away from me, I never knew you. The worst words you could ever imagine to hear as you're led off to eternal separation from God to hell because you didn't want the payment for your sins. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. That's what I got for you guys today. Sorry for the short video, but I'm just, I'm not feeling good. And I'm going to go home and rest more. And uh, hopefully I will bounce back. You know, but I just wanted to touch base and say hi, spend some time with you guys. So now I'm going to shut the camera off and I'm going to say a prayer for every person who watches this video. And if we're not raptured today, and my goodness, today is a perfectly good day for the rapture. But if we're not, God willing, I will see you tomorrow for the prayer video. I love you guys.